Hey cuties, I'm Mimi Robinson and welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? So October has arrived and we are a few days in, but you know October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And oh, I feel like at this point we probably all have our versions, stories, experiences, tragedies with breast cancer. Um, for me, I'd say I guess you can consider it a triumph. Um, well, I guess there's no guessing. It It is a triumphant story. Um, my mother is a breast cancer survivor, and uh, my mother-in-law is also a breast cancer survivor. And so, yeah, I know a lot more than I would care to share. Um, I recently shared some tips on the Mimi Cute Lips page on Facebook, and they're just 10 tips that I learned from taking care of my mother. Um, my mom had breast cancer about seven years ago. I think it's been now almost eight and it was a lot. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, my sister and I were taking care of our mom together, but this was uncharted territory for us. Not fun, for sure. Um, and she had a single mastectomy, and then she also did chemo treatment. And you know what? You learn some things. Let me tell you. Everybody want to come over with their prize, string bean casserole, trying to help out. And that's cool. I appreciate your kindness, but don't nobody want that shit. So, Yeah. Uh, some of those tips include just ways to manage the help that people offer. Greatly appreciate it, but make sure it fits you and your family and your lifestyle. A lot of times, patients going through chemotherapy lose their appetite. The things they loved are, are no longer things that they can even tolerate. So, strange as it is, maybe mom, maybe grandma like that old nasty string bean casserole before and now they don't. So... Um, yeah, definitely check out those tips. They're a huge help, I promise. Um, and recent pop culture news, Matthew Knowles, you know who that is, right? You should. He birthed, no, he didn't birth. He went half, let me say that. He co-created, he co-sponsored Beyonce and Solange. And he recently came out saying that he had breast cancer. Now, I know that men could get breast cancer. I don't know if you knew that though. Um, I remember years ago, actor Richard Roundtree, who was shaft amongst many other things. He talks about having breast cancer. And honestly, that was the first time I had ever heard about a man having a, um, having breast cancer. But it's something that has been um, talked out, talks about a little more now because of Matthew, which is good because we always assume it's women, right? Fellas, I know y'all don't have boobs and stuff, but get your situation checked out too because it's not something that only women get. Now, in Matthew sharing his breast cancer experience, he also shared that he has the BRCA gene, and that is like a genetic gene. I'm not a doctor. I'm going to just give you the real basic uh, definition or my understanding is that it is a genetic gene, and if passed on, um, it makes you more susceptible to breast cancer and ovarian cancer, I believe. So the world was all concerned for the insides of Beyonce and Solange because of Matthew having a gene. Um, both of them were tested and they are indeed negative. Um, I want to say maybe it was Angelina Jolie who had the gene and underwent a double mastectomy. If I remember correctly, I think it was her. But I remember some years ago, the story came out in the media and she opted to kind of get a nip-tuck situation to prevent the likelihood, you know, of getting the uh, breast cancer due to this genetic gene. 
crazy but um yes so rub the boobies ladies you can rub them he can rub them i don't care who's doing it just make sure you checking your situation out and making sure you're good um, my mother was very current and regular on her mammograms and she discovered her lump herself it was in between her mammogram visits and um, she felt a lump and my sister and i encouraged her to get it checked out so mammograms are important don't get me wrong they're just not the sole thing that you should be doing you know how your boobs feel. He know how your boobs feel. Make sure somebody's rubbing up on them. It might save your life. So last week, Essence Magazine had social media popping. It was buzzing. And let me tell you, I was here for it. Just in case you weren't, get your life together. What is your life about if you're not checking for Essence? Anyway, they released the cover for their October digital cover. <sighs> Let me take a second while I just bask in all of this melanin that I have going on. Because on this cover, this dope-ass, magical-ass cover, was Miss USA, who is black, Miss Teen USA, who is black, and Miss America, who is black. Pause for reaction. Yes. Now, you know Essence. Essence is black-owned. It's all black everything. But do you know how big of a deal it is to have three women currently holding titles? Listen, all right, funny story. So as a teenager, I used to do beauty pageants and I was like 16 years old and I did the Miss Virginia Teen USA pageant. It was quite the experience, I must say. But what I want you to know is when I did this pageant, I was the only black girl. I was the only Asian girl. I was the only Latina. I was the only Asian, Middle East. I was the only everything, okay? And I'm not any of those things, but just black. I was the only other in a sea of white girls. That's it. There wasn't an ounce of diversity. Now, I'm in the DMV area. So I'm not from a little small town, you know, where maybe you might think, nope, 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 that's not my story. I come from an area that is extremely diverse, okay? A stone's throw away from D.C. But when I did that pageant, I was shocked. I was the only other and the environment was different. Those girls are grown. Let me tell you, I learned some things. Um, it was an interesting experience though. I think as a teenager, for me, that was the first time I had really noticed, um, in most areas in my life. No, not as, as a teenager. Let me be very clear. <laughs> as a teenager, um, for the areas in my life, I had never just been the only anything. I went to schools that were diverse in Virginia and in New York. And so you couldn't count any one group. But when I did this pageant, baby... Now, if the picture wasn't so horribly tragic, I'd pull it out and share it. But it was a hot mess. But just know, I was the only anything. So it was a really, really big deal to see three women on the cover. And then shout out to one of my boos, Monet Everett. So Monet is a childhood friend and she is also a stylist. And if you look at the young lady on the cover, um, who is on, I believe it's the far right side... I can't remember who it is. I want to say it's Miss USA, but I could be wrong. I can't remember which one she is. But the young lady on the far right, Monet styles her hair. So shout out to Monet for doing big things. That's incredible. Um, 
all of them look fly and it was an honor i was like oh i need to get this cover printed out and hang it up in my office because this is royalty boo right so fall has officially arrived in the dmv i think starting friday evening the temperatures drop and let me tell you the 90s are a thing of the past and it officially feels like fall even though the calendar said it was fall uh some days ago now my favorite part of fall nope no frappa chapa lattes for me i don't like pumpkin spice anything i don't like pumpkin anything fall television is back and let me tell you they did not come to play with us okay so i'm a tv junkie full disclosure i watch quality programs quality documentaries good scripted wholesome uh series i watch ratchet television my dvr runs the gamut you don't know if i'm uh <laughs> i could be a doctor i could be a hood rat i could be whatever my television is not an indication of any of my demographics okay i love television so we are most certainly gonna get into the thing so at this point we are about a couple of weeks into the fall lineup and I'm watching all of the things. My DVR is busy, honey. And I missed it because TV in the summer is lame. All right, so let's get into it. So Blackish. I have been watching Blackish for years. Um, it's hella black. It's hella funny. It's a good family show. It's the closest thing we have to the Cosby show in this day and time. Um, it's a movie um, you can watch guilt-free with your children, which is it's not a lot of options. Good television. Now, good television just got better so tomorrow is a crossover episode of blackish and i feel like it should be a girls night out i feel like we should have wine and sit with our pinkies up and everything i got something else to do however in my mind that's how i'm celebrating so remember the show girlfriends with joan and her crew well, her girlfriends are joining her on this episode of Blackish. And I cannot wait. Oh my God. So I'll recap that next week. But just know, get your life, okay? Get ready so we can have a conversation about it. Get your notes. I'm going to have my notes and we can conference. Okay. The Resident. The Resident came back on. We are in season three. I have loved The Resident since the first episode, okay? all the way in um mina okafor she's so badass she's my favorite and then the raptor played by michael um michael sorry malcolm jamal warner uh he came in and it just took my love for the show to new heights now i got a love-hate relationship with conrad and nick because their emotional roller coaster of a uh, relationship gets on my goddamn nerves they own her up this week but they're not while we're here so Last week's episode included David Allen Greer. Can I just tell you, I fucking love David Allen Greer. He has done such an incredible job of continuing to work. So I think I first remember him on In Living Color. <laughs> he was crazy. But now, like, I feel like he's had like this resurgence. So he had this show, The Cool Kids, which I think went off the air last, last fall. It was funny. It didn't last. I understand why. But that was a comedy. It was about some old folks living in an old retirement home. And then he joined the cast of Queen Sugar. He is Aunt Vi's ex-husband who wouldn't shit. And he come to stir up some stank in St. Joe. Um, I hated him on Queen Sugar. Absolutely hated his character. He played it to the T though, but I hated it. 
Then this mofo shows up on The Resident last week. And he is the Raptors' alleged biological father. So we hadn't really gotten any backstory on the Raptor and what his storyline was. We just knew that he was this bomb-ass doctor. He was fine as hell and he was cocky as fuck. But other than that, we didn't really know much about his personal life. Well, they delved into it in last week's episode. And it included his father, I don't remember his character's name, showing up and pretty much just saying, I'm your daddy. I'm dying. I need to know if you dying too. Well, his daddy is a black ass lot. Okay. Air quotes around daddy. He wasn't dying. (laughs) And he wasn't in danger of his son genetically having anything. But baby, let me tell you, that episode right there was an emotional roller coaster. So um, if you have not watched and you do not watch, if you have daddy issues, just know that you will be triggered. Like, oh, so from what I remember, I believe the Raptor, I think they say he was adopted, right? So this guy is allegedly his dad. He knocked up the Raptor's mom and they had this baby and gave him up. Here's the thing, though. The two of them, the mom and the dad, still stayed together. They still together. And they went on to have, I think they said like three other kids, but they didn't raise him. How, Sway? So, you know, he had all kind of bitterness and resentment. Because y'all chose these other kids, but you didn't choose him. I feel you. Um, but it gets intense. Let me tell you. And then it calls into care, uh, question your moral character. And listen, I'm not going to tell you all about it, but you need to watch it if you not if you have not seen it. And if you just want to watch it as a standalone episode, you could totally watch it without any other backstory. But it was good. Now, also, a new face to the this season of The Resident is Morris Chestnut. He's another cocky-ass doctor, but I'm here for it. He's a doctor. He's another black man doctor, and he's still good-looking, ladies. Goddamn. Anyway, his story hasn't unfolded much, so I don't really know much about his character at this point. Um, Last week's episode definitely focused on the raptor to hell with everybody else. Uh, What else? What else? I'm still going strong with Greenleaf. I am over everybody in this goddamn church, and it is the unholiest show about holiness I think I've ever watched. It's a soap opera. I'm trying to be patient with this whole Grace Greenleaf um, drama with her son that she got rid of. I'm noticing a pattern. Um, and he suddenly reappeared and he needs some money and he's a secret. He don't want to be a secret. Mm, who cares? Anyway, moving on. This Is Us. This Is Us is another favorite and it's back on. And you know what? I don't know how I'm feeling about it. So social media was definitely buzzing about the season opener because it introduced us to a lot of characters and we had no idea who they were literally until like the last five, maybe 10 minutes of the episode. You know how This Is Us does. They'll give you some backstory without telling you it's backstory and you just got to figure it out at the end. They did a really good job of um, wrapping up who the who the people were from the past to the present but like I said it was the last few minutes I can't say that I'm loving the first couple of episodes so far I don't quite have that feeling that I had about previous seasons but we're only a few episodes in so they got time power I'm over it I don't care yes I'm still watching because I'm committed to what's supposed to be the end but may not be the end but I don't want to talk about it moving on nine one one I think 911 has become one of my favorite, 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 favorite shows. So, um, 911. <laughs> so, last week's episode was Athena. 
Athena's played by Angela Bassett, in case you don't know. And let me just tell you, Athena plays no games. She gives no fuck. She's classy as hell. She know her shit and she will read you for filth and save your dumbass life at the same time. Listen, so in the episode, there was a tsunami that hit the pier and wiped the people out and all of this other stuff is going on, right? Um, now, in last week's episode, we got to see her daughter, May, a lot more. Generally, it's like a, hey, these are the kids coming and going. But she kind of had a solid piece in the episode, um, which was really dope because we didn't really get to see much of her. She's 17 years old now, and she was trying to help this lady stay alive. And... <laughs> She was so meek because she's 17. So her mom is like, yeah, hold pressure onto this spot so this lady don't bleed out and die. I'm going to be right back. And she takes off. Now, she's 17, y'all. So she's like, wait, what? Huh? But she's doing it, right? Because she is, after all, still some of her mama. So she's doing it. She's doing it. She's doing it. And the white lady is tripping and, like, she's tired and she's just wanting to get quit and die. And she give her this hell of a pep talk. And oh my God, I was so tickled. And as a mom, I was so proud at the same time. But she said to that woman, you're not going to cause me trauma at 17 years old. And I got to stuck dealing with it for the rest of my life. You ain't dying, lady. Ain't nobody dying. Um, I won't tell you if she died or not. <laughs> Just in case you watch and you're not caught up. Um, The other part of the episode was about Buck. So Buck was injured and then... He, he was kind of cleared and then they were like, oh, wait, maybe you're not cleared to work. And Buck is desperately missing out on work. But because of the tsunami, he had a chance to get back in action, although not officially. They still don't even know he was out there. Um, but it was a good, good, good episode. I think. No, I don't think I know. I used all my goddamn emotions. OK, I was excited and then I was coming down and then I was sad and I was worried like I was exhausted. If I was a smoker, I'd need a cigarette. Like I was just like, damn. Can't wait for this week's episode. All right, next show, All Rise. So All Rise is a new show. It stars this black lady. I don't know her name, but I'm told she was in Thor. Y'all think I saw Thor? No. Anyway, um, it's a black lady judge. She's new to being a judge, and the show is funny. It's funny. It's real. It's a whole lot of things. More importantly, it stars a black woman as a judge. Hello? This is groundbreaking. Um, Yeah. I was worried that they may whitewash the show. They wouldn't do it justice. But so far, a few episodes in, they have been true to the black woman experience. And I'm sorry if you can't relate to what that is, but it is a thing and it is a bit of an anomaly. Um, yeah, some people think all women are created and treated equal, but the truth of the matter is we we aren't. And our issues are our issues. And yes, we all have, as women, we have some things in common, but... Large in part, you can't relate to the struggle of a black woman because it's not your experience. And that's fine. But don't act like it ain't a struggle. So they tackle those things on the show. They tackle the racism. They um, tackle the fact that, okay, so racism, right? So obviously because she's a black woman, there's some assumed stereotypes and disrespect that came along with that. And then also because she's a woman, because God forbid a man feel inferior about a woman who's uh, someone who's got a vagina because your whole world just comes crashing down. So they address this. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't exactly call it toxic, toxic uh, masculinity, but I'll just say some people feel real small and real inferior. But your insecurities are not my insecurities. Um, and she checks them in her own way. She does. So on last week's episode, they touched on the um, ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, 
and um, the stuff that you see every day in the headlines. They did a really, really good job of balancing the two with not going too far, but definitely driving the message home. And it was very, very well done. So I say check it out if you not if you have not seen it. It comes on CBS on Mondays, I think at like 9 o'clock. It's a really, really good show. And her wingman is this little short white guy. And they are just the cutest friends ever. I'm waiting to see if some sort of romanticals is, are going to come about from this friendship. But we'll see. Like I said, it's a new show and we early on in the episode. All right. Last show. My favorite. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's motherfucking anatomy. Okay, let me just tell you. So I have seen every single episode of Grey's Anatomy and a good amount of them more than once. So I cannot say that I was watching from the very beginning. I think I came in on like season 13. I think we're like in season 16 or 17 or some shit now. We It's up there. I came in about season 13 and I binge watch like... <laughs> like a psychopath because that's a lot of binge watching so what you may not know because I certainly didn't know before binging a Shonda Rhimes show is not only was it 13 seasons Shonda Rhimes seasons have more than 25 episodes girl that's a lot that's a whole lot but I was doing it too and then from there I just started watching you know every season in real time so we back in Grey's Anatomy season 527 so they touched on uh, uh Joe and Alex Karev. I was so over this pity party, this depression, this woe is me. Bitch, get over yourself. I understand mental health is an issue. I understand that the trauma she has uh, experienced as a result of meeting her biological mother. But I'm tired of this sad love song. Let me off this ride. So finally, in last week's episode, she's getting better. She's back to normal. A hint of normal anyway, but leaps and bounds from where she was. So I'm not going to cancel her because the storyline seems to be moving on. Now, what is spicing up is Jackson and Maggie. So when the season ended last fall or last whenever the season went off the air, um, they had gotten into this accident and we didn't know what was going to happen. Let me just say I love Maggie dearly. Because smart and magical black girl, but she gets on my goddamn nerves. When it comes to peopling and relationships, she is like a five-year-old. Like, she just cannot get it together. She's such a buzzkill. And as much as I thought her and Jackson were so cute for each other, even though their parents are married and there's no blood, it's strange, but whatever. I like them together. And I don't know why, because she gets on my nerves. What ain't together? Spoiler alert. Hope you watched. Um, And not only are they not together, of course she's bitter because Maggie, she's dramatic and she's extra. But Jackson then set his sights on a new thing and her name is Vic. Now, if you watch Station 19, which is a spinoff show from Grey's Anatomy, then you probably know who Vic is. If you don't, Google it, IMDB it, whatever. Get your shit together. I I don't know if I'm here for it fully. I don't hate it, though. I ain't mad at it. I think they're more one another's speed. Um, she's less jerky in a way that Maggie was. So this could work. We'll see. Also, Station 19 hasn't come back this season. I know it will. it was renewed. So I'm curious to see how this crossover is going to be. 
shout out to Jackson and Vic for getting some extra checks and being on more shows. That's not a bad idea at all. So I'm I'm wondering how far this is going to go. If it's going to go beyond this flirty, ooh, you cute, we should get coffee phase or what? So far, I'm on board, but we'll see. Then there is Amelia. Amelia gets on my damn nerves. And I feel like I have only tolerated her all these years. I can't even think of a particular instance where I liked her. But I like her now. I like this Amelia who is past the brain tumor and she's not with Owen, but she's helping him out. Uh, whatever. I like this Amelia that hooks up with Link. And another spoiler alert, they found out they pregnant. What? Talk about an unlikely story, an unlikely pairing. I don't even know how to feel about that. It was uh, really funny how she told him and really weird and awkward, but I think it sounds like that they have come to a place where they both want to keep the baby. So we'll see. Now, the funniest part of the episode for me <laughs> was Teddy. Teddy had this damn baby and she is over motherhood already. She is tired of being at home with this crying ass baby. She wants the action, the hospital, the ER, all the stuff she is not getting as a new mom, including sleep. Well, Tom... Okay, well, no, let me back up. So her and Owen are giving it a go again. I think Owen is my least favorite character. He's so damn dry and his relationships be all over the place. It's almost like watching Victor Newman on Young and the Restless. He get with everybody. Anyway, so Owen has decided he's going to be back with Teddy again and they're going to fake have this family and raise these, these, these children together. You know, he got that adopted child from the young teenager. So... He's trying to be all about Teddy again. And Tom is still like, Teddy, you don't need this bullshit in your life. You don't need this negativity. I'm still here for you, boo. All this stuff, right? So in the episode, Owen is doing surgery and he had the defibrillator paddles. You know, that's when you rub them all together and you say clear, you bring somebody back who's in uh, cardiac arrest. Yeah. Well, Tom came in and Owen swung his arm back and he hit him in the balls with these charged up paddles that sent an electric shock to your man parts. Woo! Yeah, that was hilarious. On top of that, right? So later on, towards the end of the episode, Tom goes into Owen's room because he in the hospital now, he a patient. And he's like apologizing, like, man, I didn't mean to do it. It was totally accidental. I hope we can put this past us. And Tom is like, I got a restraining order against you. Get out! And I had the laughter of life. The laughter of life. Owen was looking like, wait, what? No, Tom was dead ass. I like Tom. He's quirky. He's strange. He is not cute at all. But I love his personality. Like, he is relentless. And I think we might have similar personalities. Now, he's a bit of an asshole. But hell, I'm sure I can be too. Um, But he knows his stuff. He's cocky and he's unapologetic about it. Maybe we all need to be a little more like Tom. But he has such a good heart. And I think that's the most endearing part is that he's all of these things. But he has a heart of gold. So I can't wait to see how that continues to unfold. Is he going to end up with Teddy? Who the hell knows? I don't know. But I'm excited to see how that plays out. So that's it for my fall television watching. I hope you are tuned into the Tizoop so we can keep talking about it. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What. You can follow me everywhere on social at Mimi Cute Lips. And you can follow the podcast at Mimi Said What on Facebook and Instagram. 
As you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag Mimi said what. Until next time, cuties.